the birth of Jesus. You're going to hear this scripture this week and next week. And you might say, well, why would you do that? Well, because it's worth hearing, because it's amazing, because it's a wonderful story. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, <clears throat> the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared and the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men whom, on whom his favor rests. The word of God. So this is a Christmas story as reported in Luke. A story that's under attack around the world. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men? What is happening? Christian employee was fired because she refused to greet customers with happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Last year, a school was sued because they put up a Christmas decoration and failed to include the Muslim holiday of Ramadan. At an airport, a Christmas tree was displayed they were sued by a man who was given the right to display a menorah for the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. Atheists want to totally do away with Christmas as a national holiday. What has happened to the Christian nations? <clears throat> you know, I don't mind people celebrating whatever they want. It is the elimination of Christmas and Jesus that irks me. With all that's going on this year, I want to take a look at what life would be without Christmas. What would your life look like without Christmas? If Christmas had never happened, there would no winter family gathering, nothing to look forward to as days get shorter and thermometers fall, no Christmas gifts, no holiday traditions, no Christmas carols, no decorations, Christmas trees, no Charlie Brown Christmas specials, no Grinch who stole Christmas, no Jimmy Stewart and it's a wonderful life and kids would have to go to school all of December without Christmas on, 20, on the 25th. And the whole Christmas season would be nothing. 
Nothing. If there had never been a Christmas, the world would be a far different place than it is today in ways you may have never thought about. <clears throat> when Jesus came, he taught his followers to love God and to love one another and their neighbors. His followers were the first to invent organized charity. Early Christian communities stressed support for widows, orphans, the sick, and the disabled. They built hospitals. And in more recent times, it's the Christians who have founded all charitable organizations on earth, some being the Red Cross, the Salvation Army, World Relief, Samaritan's Purse, and Compassion International. Without the birth of Christ, education would be different. In America, all 123 colleges, including Oxford, Harvard, and Yale, were created by Christians. And however, today, it's hard to imagine that those schools teach evolution and deny the existence of Christ. Had there never been a Christmas, much of the good in this world would be missing. Much of the good we have all experienced would be missing. We would not be attending Chalmers Church. We would not be being blessed by one another and loved by one another. There would be nothing. Everyone has a Christmas memory or a Christmas tradition. Think about it. I've asked you for Christmas memories and Christmas traditions this morning, and I'm asking you to come up here, those of you who have some, and to this mic, and share them. But I will share one from Laura that she sent me because she has to be downstairs today. <clears throat> it says, My mom spent the nights leading up to Christmas wrapping presents while we were asleep, and she would put them under the tree right away so every morning... The days leading up to Christmas Day, I would rush down to count how many gifts had been added and especially how many gifts for me. The stockings also got plumper and plumper as the days went by. I'm, of course, I'm sure we begged to open just one gift way before Christmas Day, but we were not allowed except for choosing one on Christmas Eve night. And one other one, a family friend created a gingerbread house. This is kind of a tradition. A gingerbread house for us as a gift every year for many years. It was always a work of art, very beautiful, and covered in icing and candy. It seemed a shame to eat the house, <clears throat> but of course we did. And it was a treat to break off a hunk of the house as much and munch after supper as a dessert, even though it was sad to see it being destroyed. But those are from Laura Pasture. Okay, I know, I know some of the rest of you have... The memories, you better, because I'm, I'm not doing it. I need help today. I know Barbara has one. <clears throat> Come on over here, Barbara. Bring us your memories and your traditions. Hi. Well, for me, this, um, okay, music. Christmas music is my favorite part of the celebration, and one of my favorite memories having to do with music is um, many, many years ago, Charlie and I 
and Glenn and Carol Cowan, and Joanne Alexander, and her father, Doug Wrightson, and also Jean and Derwin Dawkins. All of us were part of the Glamis Community Choir. Um, and um, we sang for many years in different churches. We would always put on a Christmas concert of sacred Christmas music, and then again at Easter as well, and some special occasions. But um, I just, the music is what really brings the holiday alive to me. Lois, I have memories of more Christmases than most of you people. <laughs> anyway, when I was about 10 or 11, my mom would say to me, go down to Bushels and get a loaf of bread. Oh, if I only had a bicycle. Well, go, go to a grandma's house and pick up something. Oh, if I only had a bicycle. I wanted a bicycle more than anybody could ever imagine because all my friends had bicycles. And in 1940... Um, I uh, came down, started down the steps, and my mother and dad said, no, we're waiting for Grandma and your aunt and uncle to come today. You know they do that. So I said, okay. And um, when they got there, I went into the living room, and I'm going to cry. And uh, there was a CCM Rambler blue bicycle. I just about fainted. I sat on the couch and just looked at it. And... Um, it was a beautiful day, something like, well, not beautiful. It was a day like this, absolutely no snow. It was a Wednesday, I remember clearly. And um, I had on a house coat. And I think that maybe Catherine has that house coat. I was going to call, <laughs> call and ask her to bring it. It was blue, it was long, and I jumped on my bicycle and I rode up and down the street for, for a long time. And Thursday, Friday, and Saturday... I rode my bicycle. I was the happiest person in Ripley. <laughs> then I, I had to put my bicycle away on, on Saturday night because bicycle riding was a no-no on Sunday. So I put the bicycle away. It snowed that night, and I didn't have it out until spring. But that was my best Christmas. And you know, our four kids learned to ride the bicycle on that CCM Blue Rambler. <laughs> Merry Christmas, people. Here comes Catherine. Leanne just gave me that look as if to say, you're not going to talk about me, are you? <laughs> anyway, just one further thing about that bicycle. When I was learning to ride it, it had become green because my grandfather had painted it because it, it needed some bait. The One of the Christmas memories I have is I would have been about 10, I would say. And um, when we opened the presents on Christmas morning, we always did it at home. And then we would go to my uh, grandparents in Ripley. And there was this big box. And I was so excited. And I opened it up. And it was skates. Except it was only one skate. <laughs> and I, I was just thunderstruck. I said, w one skate. And of course, mom and dad were making a fuss. Oh, well, the, the shoe salesman must have forgotten to put the other, the, the other skate in. I was, oh, well, oh, well, that would be fine. And then we carried on. And then we always went to my grandparents in Ripley. And um, when I got there, lo and behold, there was the other skate in the box at grandma and grandpa's because that was... Um, 
That was part of the, the joke. And then in the again, week between Christmas and New Year's, I learned how to skate. I'd never been on skates before. And I learned how to skate on the pond that was frozen in Gene Scott's backyard. Yeah, so uh, we all got skates that year. But anyway, that, that was the memory that sticks out in my mind. There was also another one when we were about that same age, and Mr. and Mrs. Schufelt lived across the street for, or the road from us, and we woke up Christmas morning, and it was storming like beyond everything, and they weren't able to get to Brantford to see their son, their only son, for Christmas, and mom pleaded with them, please come and have Christmas with us, and no, 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 it would be fine, but I was um, drawn into the fact that mom was already expressing kindness and welcoming and oh come and share with us even um even when i was little i could see that then so anyway i miss i wish you all a merry christmas too who else who else has a memory oh here comes one yay 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 i have many christmas memories but i want to tell you about two one is, and I'm not sure how many people here will remember, but quite a few years ago, the Sunday school decided to make a Christmas movie. And we, I'm sure Leanne remembers. <laughs> I'm not sure how many others. But we went to different locations, one of them being our barn. And um, I had a baby in the house at the time, so he became baby Jesus. <laughs> We went and got a real-life donkey from a neighbor and brought it to our house and, and t did all of the movie scenes and showed it here. Um, I'm sure the people here didn't enjoy it half as much as we did making it, and we just had so, so much fun. I'll never forget it. The other one is several years ago, we spent a Christmas in Florida, and uh, back in um, Gene and Derwin's park, and with Jim and Nancy Algie. And a lot of you might remember Big Jim played the saxophone here for many years. Some of you won't. But um, they lived in this park in Florida, and we spent a few weeks there. And Christmas Eve, we were together chatting about traditions and how things were going to happen. And Nancy said that um, they had stockings, but just for decoration. They hadn't been filled for years and years and years and years. So that night after they were asleep, we sent Jim and Jamie to, to their place to steal their stockings. <laughs> and it's a wonder they didn't get shot or the police called or something, but nothing terrible happened and they stole the stockings and brought them back. And the next morning when Jim and Nancy came down to have um, breakfast and time with us, I thought she was going to die of a heart attack. She couldn't believe that we had stolen these stockings and stole from other people's stockings to fill them. So when, when she was looking through them, she just couldn't believe that we had actually gone in when they were asleep and got them and filled her stockings. It was something I'll never forget. I don't know if this is one of the, my best Christmases, but when I was a kid, in elementary school, we were in school, and then there was this whole Christmas play and I, I couldn't wait until this was all over. Because at the end of the Christmas play, we got, we got an orange, big orange. Because it was, I guess, 10 years after the war, but nobody had fruit. Uh, and s certainly not tropical fruits. 
And once a year, we got this orange, and that's what I was looking forward to. The, and I guess I was a little kid, so this orange was just huge. But, it may have, but uh, now we can pick them up everywhere, but that, that was a memory. Yeah, so many memories come back as kids. When you mentioned the orange, Allard, I remember going to the Lucknow Santa Claus Parade, and at the end, we got a bag of candy with an orange in it, and it was sort of very special. Anyway, the, the memory I was going to share with you is almost 60 years ago, but my dad had um, rented a skidoo for over the Christmas holidays. And I, couldn't, I wasn't old enough to drive it, but my older brothers could drive it. And um, it was the, I remember it very clearly, it was a lovely yellow, the old bombardier style, one of the first styles that came out. Well, I... Um, I remember we drove it around and around and around the house, and then the boys got a path around the house and around the barn, but I don't think that thing ever cooled off over that Christmas period because someone would get on it and then get off it, and then the next person would get on it and off of it because there was quite a few in our family. But um, I always thought it was great because if someone was driving it, then I could get on the back and, you know, go around and around and around. And we didn't go anywhere. We just went around and around, but we just thought this was... An amazing thing. It wasn't a toboggan. It was a, you know, a skidoo. And um, in the, eventually we did get one. But I remember that Christmas because Dad had rented it for that time period to see if um, it'd get any use. But it never cooled off. <laughs> we just added more gas and away it went. Wow, it's different when you're back up here than back there. But anyways, I got a story about what uh, men not to do. Uh, <laughs> Laura and I were uh, like a couple years married, and I went shopping for her, and I was with my brother, and I was picking up at TSC, and the lady says, you know what, you get a discount if you spend this much money. So, okay, I needed a shovel. So I get this shovel, and my brother said, why don't you give that to your wife for Christmas? <laughs> so... I did. <laughs> and if you ask her now what she, uh, what she got for Christmas, she will remember that shovel. You won't remember anything else. <laughs> well, nobody else has shared this kind of memory, but uh, Christmas Eve 1978 is when um, David and I became engaged. And 1979 was our first Christmas together. And so um, we'd gone to Christmas Eve service at my home church. And our families were all together for Christmas Eve. And, and that's when I got my ring. Um, I was just thinking about this this morning, actually. Our neighbors at Christmas time, uh, you know, it's busy on the farm and that would be the one time a year that we go visit our neighbors. So uh, maybe you remember Oz Argalis was our neighbor <laughs> a couple of doors over. And uh, so a couple of days before Christmas, he would show up and he'd usually bring uh, this uh, Latvian uh, Christmas cake. And it was like stolen, like a German style uh, Christmas uh, bread. And uh, he'd make it from his family recipe, uh, trying to read Latvian that he couldn't remember from his childhood. And <laughs> he'd say, I think it's about right. Let me know if there's a problem. And, <laughs> and he'd always show up at the door and say, yeah, I had to come over because uh, my wife and daughter are watching The Sound of Music. 
I can't stand that movie. <laughs> I wish the, the Germans had caught the Von Trapp family. <laughs> he had a really uh, dark sense of humor, but during the uh, cr Christmas break, we'd go over, walk over to his house and uh, have dinner with him, and uh, we'd show up at the door, and he would, uh, you'd knock on the door, and it'd open like a crack, and he'd say, hold on, I'm not ready. Uh, let me, give me a minute. And we'd uh, sit outside in this cold, and... <laughs> Then he'd open the door and he'd have all these like electronic Christmas trees, you know, the ones that open up and they have trains going around and he'd have the hallway lined with this stuff and he'd go turn them all on while we waited and he'd say, the door would open, okay, come on in, Merry Christmas and he, all this stuff going on and it was just a lot of fun as kids and uh, he passed away a few years ago so we, we missed that. So. I put the Christmas tree up early that year. And we had a lively little cat, and the cat knocked it down. Okay, put it back up. Wasn't long till that lively little cat knocked the tree down. I put it back up. It was looking pretty ratty by then. But when Jim walked by and knocked it down, that was it. <laughs> the tree came down. It was down before Christmas ever came. But think about it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for your memories. They were great. But think about it. Without Christmas, these memories would never have happened. But there's even one thing worse than that. Without Christmas, Christ would never have been born. I don't even want to think about life without Jesus. Without Jesus who came as one of us. Came as a fragile, vulnerable little baby. Why would such a sovereign person do that for us? Why would he come to endure the scorn and the ridicule? To go through the pain of the cross only, only to be rejected by many of those he died for? Only one reason I can think of, and it's found in John 3.16, which was already recited to us this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. We cannot understand the depth of God's love for us. It's incomprehensible to our little minds that anyone, much less our creator, could love us that much. Because so often, we let them down. You know, you've all watched kids open their gifts at Christmas morning, and joy in their faces, anticipation of what they might be getting, knowing this gift was picked out just for them. We want our kids to have good and perfect gifts. It makes us feel good to give gifts. What kind of feeling do you think God gets when one of his children opens up the gift he gave especially for them? Do you think a child would leave a gift unopened if he knew it was theirs, if they knew it was their gift? Yet, to this day, there remains for some an unopened gift from our Heavenly Father, a very special one-of-a-kind gift of salvation. Luke 15, 7, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need not repent. 
Christmas is upon us, and we wait to celebrate Christ's birth on December 25th. We celebrate it all year, I hope, but we take this special time of December and December 25th. Put the lights up, put the trees up, just celebrate the birth of Christ. You know, there are people trying to claim Jesus isn't real. But we have to stand strong for God now more than ever. Be holy as he is holy. That is our call. And remember this. He knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Yes, he's watching us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we continually thank you for Jesus. And at Christmas time, even more than ever. So help us to stand strong, Father. Help us, help us to go into the world and spread the light of Jesus. But more than that, to give the gift of Jesus to those who don't know him. Help us to do that, Father. Sometimes it's scary. But help us to give them that gift. It's a special gift. If they knew how special it was, God, they wouldn't be able to wait to open it. But so many don't. So we pray for those, especially at this Christmas time, Father, that don't know Jesus. That don't know the joy he gives us. The joy, the peace, the love, and the hope that Jesus gives us. And we thank you, God, that we have it. We thank you, God, that you are in our lives. And that we can celebrate and open that gift and just say thank you, God. Amen.